late for anything. I'm so sorry uh, for coming late. So once again, my apologies. But we're gonna, just going to go straight to it. Jesus, 10 minutes late, never been late to anything. Well, I apologize profusely. I'm really, 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 you know, very sorry. Really, very sorry. Uh, so let's go straight to it. I am continuing the series on discipline. And discipline, like I said before, is being a disciple of your vision and your goals in life. Going straight and working hard to stabilize the goals you believe in and everything that comes with you. And it has to be said, discipline makes a man. Discipline is the pedestal on which a man can stand. A man can stand on the pedestal of discipline and do great things. And that's why the Bible talks about, see as thou a man that is diligent in his doings, he will sit with kings, he'll not sit with ordinary men. So your capacity to be able to sit with king is incumbent or the king or kings is incumbent on your diligence. Your diligence is discipline. But you see, there is one thing that a lot of people don't know. Things that deter your discipline is what I call personal hypocrisy. One of the greatest problems, I mean the myriads of problems we have in Nigeria today, is personal hypocrisy. What is personal hypocrisy? not taking accountability because of your personal gains. Nothing deters discipline as personal hypocrisy. A lot of people are hypocritical because things concern them. Personal hypocrisy is a pastor that doesn't have a discipline to stay with his wife and not cheat on his wife, but he's so quick to preach on the altar the message of fidelity. The question is, does he practice what he preaches? No, and that's why you have problems in society, a lot of people with scandal. Personal hypocrisy is people that espouse all sorts of favoritism to a set of people over competence. That's personal hypocrisy. And that's what's pervasive in society today. Because it favors me. That's all that matters. More than the competent thing to be done in society. The fact that it is all about me. More than anything else. And you see, when you start to look at life in that prison, you never grow. You never have the discipline to take the things that belong to you and do great things. And that's the problem with a lot of us. The reason you are favoring somebody in the place of work because you are having an affair with the girl, you know the girl is not competent, but you have another young man that is competent there, but you will never give him his due profit because you are having carnal knowledge of a girl. And when the business doesn't thrive, what do you say? Oh, what is happening? You blame your village people. It is just your personal hypocrisy that is killing you, not your village people. See, over 85% of the things we blame on village people can be blamed on personal hypocrisy. People will seek quality and they will go for sentiments. And the next time they will blame everybody for their problems. 
Nigeria is a country that largely thrives on personal hypocrisy. Why is productivity poor in Nigeria? Because it's about personal hypocrisy and personal sentiments, not about a discipline. So we keep wallowing. And for us, it's, oh, I can get my way with this, not doing the right thing. And when you don't do the right thing, you do the wrong thing. There's no in-between. Once you don't do the right thing, you do the wrong thing. So don't deceive yourself. You see, a lot of people thrive on self-deceit. It's about what is in need for them. But, you see, they look at the good stuff and they, and they are happy. They want the good stuff, but they can't put in the work for the good stuff. So what do they do? Because they lack discipline and they have a lot of personal hypocrisy, they criticize what is good. I keep quoting Francois de la Rochefoucauld that says, Hypocrisy is the homage vice pays to virtue. Do you know that vice wants to be virtuous too? But he can't afford to be virtuous because vice has personal hypocrisy and self-interest. Then he becomes hypocritical. I don't I just love to quote François de la Rochefoucauld a lot. Hypocrisy is the homage or homage, like they say. Vice pays to virtue. You know, I deliberately speak my local local Nigerian English here. Every bad person wants to be seen as a good person. Why do you think bad people, the first thing when they steal money, they go and do charity? It's because they want to be seen as good, but it doesn't make them good people. No matter how a criminal give, do, does give away, it doesn't make them a good people. Don't bandits do give away? If you go to some communities in the north, there are a lot of people that bandits give money, they empower people in an ecosystem, but does it make them good? No, now. But that's the kind of society we want to build in Nigeria. An hypocritical society that lacks discipline for doing the right thing and moving forward and doing what is right for society. And you cannot substitute it. It's not what has always been my life. Go and listen to my message 10 years ago and now it's always the same thing. You can't ascribe to malice what you can explain with incompetence. You can't say it's because people don't like me when you are incompetent. You are deceiving yourself. You see, in Nigeria, we have become professionals at ascribing to malice what we can explain with incompetence. So when you demand accountability, people will start to say, what is your own? Your own too much. But it's just the way you've built yourself as a disciplined person that demands accountability. Just like a lot of people shout and say, ah, this, you do this. No, 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 no. For me, I just want accountability. Blow my mind with exciting and exhilarating ideas. I will give what belongs to you to you. So one of the things that kills discipline is personal hypocrisy. And a lot of us suffer this. 
what is the competence level if somebody's competence level is good is good if it's not good it's not good can you build upon competence yes can we change yes that's why i'm preaching this message that please remove personal hypocrisy because it has not done your business any good it has destroyed your business you think you are making enough in productivity you can make 10 times more if you remove personal hypocrisy personal hypocrisy is a doctor that knows that smokers are liable to die young but he smokes cigarettes and he tells you please don't smoke personal hypocrisy anyway some people will argue with me that that's his own personal choice but also remember that action and reaction are equal or opposite. That's Newton's laws of motion. I tell people, the day we start to do things right, devoid of personal hypocrisy, society takes an accelerated leap. Are we going to say government at all levels do not know that agbirus? collect taxes that's those are people from the transport unions collect taxes from people they know but personal hypocrisy because it favors some people doesn't make anybody say anything about it and somebody will have wondered that if that money is even being used to enhance roads it would have been better but personal hypocrisy we look away Just like a lot of people will say, we know that multiple taxation affect businesses. We know that all sorts of unscrupulous elements come in some uniforms and they say they represent some certain local government areas to collect taxes that are not remitted. But personal hypocrisy because, you see, we keep looking for an ecosystem of the job for the boys. But if you provide a thriving ecosystem across board, there will be more than enough job for the boys. Because you see, one thing personal hypocrisy leads to is also personal greed. That's what Mahatma Gandhi said, that the world has enough to meet human need, not human greed. So everybody is greedy. There's a level of nihilism or selfism going on at the expense of discipline. You see, what I'm preaching to you, discipline is hard. I can't tell you lies. But you need to be stoically disciplined. It is hard. You think it's easy for me? Walking the path of... Do you know the things I have lost by walking the path of discipline? Trust me. It's not an easy path to walk. You don't get a lot. I don't get a lot. I don't get a lot. I don't have all the fancy friends. But I'm just a stoical person that doesn't care that wants things to be done rightly. I don't get called to all the fancy things in the world. I don't even have fancy things. But for me, I believe that what is emergent is better than what is fancy. And the problem is that the issues are emergent. Discipline is emergent because it changes things. 
And for all those that want all the fancy things in the world, always remember this. That a generation that values privilege over virtue will soon lose both the privilege and the virtue. But I value virtue. The problem with our country is that it's a system that has built to value the privilege of everything. People value the privilege of position. People value the privilege of public adulation and praise. And that's why I always say, I don't do what I do because I want you to praise me. I don't, I care less. All I want is, is the right thing being done? That's all. Because you see, I know as a stoical thinker that the praise of man can be very fickle. And the day you are not fit for purpose any longer, people bane you and they move on to the next thing. So see as thou a man that is so concerned about the adulation of the public. And I tell you for free that see as thou a man that is officially foolish. In fact, the day that you can't use your common sense to think and it is about, oh, what will people say about me? And it's not about doing what is right. Is that day you officially wear the garb of foolishness. And you see, there are a lot of people that are wearing the garb of foolishness very proudly in this country. You see them now. You know, when they speak, you know. They are wearing the agbada of foolishness and they are dancing. It's about you doing what is right. And let me tell you, doing what is right, being disciplined, is not popular. It is not popular. And it doesn't have to be. What is more important is your conscience. Your conscience is not popular. I think it was Usman Danfoy that talked about conscience being an open wound, or the quote has been attributed to him a lot. Your conscience isn't popular. It is within you. But as long as your conscience is clear, leave the rest. So it is not a popularity contest for public adulation. No. It is a path to personal discipline. Businesses don't thrive. Why? People say it's difficult to do a partnership in Nigeria because business partners don't have personal discipline. They have personal hypocrisy. So it's about me and me alone. So the collective good is relegated to personal good and societies don't thrive that way I can tell people you know what I've seen way too much in my life I've seen way too much of how lack of discipline kills things I've seen way too much of how companies are ruined by lack of discipline, fortressness, focus. Because it's discipline that will make you have focus and make you have a clear vision. And the most important things are the intangibles. Respect is intangible. You might never know you've lost it, but you've lost it. But you see, the problem with us is that we think the most important things and the tangible things we can see, money, 
because no good name is intangible even if you pay media to launder your name but good name is intangible and the good thing is on the path of discipline and integrity God can still bless you A lot of people fail to realize that, that God can still bless you. He can still make a way for you. He can still make your face shine. Because really, what do you need on this earth? The fancy things? If you think your personal image is being boosted by the car you drive, then you're a fool. Simple. I keep telling the story anywhere I go to speak. Mahatma Gandhi never wore good clothes. I think he only wore a strip of clothes over his body and the likes. But he had so much integrity that when he died, I think they auctioned one of his wristwatches or something and it cost a lot. So Mahatma Gandhi's personality and his values gave value to the items he wore. If you're a man of value and integrity, it is you that gives value to inanimate items. But we live in a society where inanimate items give value to people. People say he's a big man because he's driving a big car. And I say, hello, terrible thinking. Because the so-called fancy things you call today are transitional. You forget that your very fine car bought in the 1980s is an antique today. So why did you spend all the money in the world to buy that? Because it made you packaged, as they say in local parlance? I know some people argue and say, oh, Rufai, antiques are good. Yes, I mean, I watch the Antique Roadshow. But the question is, does that add to your personality? No, it is the value you exude as a person. The things you stand for. Because when you're long gone, people will never remember the cars you drove. They remember who you were as a person. The things you stood for. What was your compass, your moral compass, a personal compass like? Who were you as a person? And that's why when you look at your life, it is discipline that can take you there. Not everybody will own a lot of money in their lives. But it doesn't stop you from being happy. In fact, the reason why the emphasis is too much on money now is because there's massive poverty. The question is, what is your personal discipline like? And is it constantly having a conflict with personal hypocrisy? And if it's having a conflict with personal hypocrisy, what path do you want to go?
Do you want to go the right path? Or you want to go the struggling path? And that's one of the things that excites me are things like educational and intelligent discourse. That's why the event is coming up this week, a tech event, you know, with um, Governance and Tech Summit GATS, and we've got uh, Tech Next, that NG being part of it. It's happening at the Oriental Hotel, 28th of July. Starts in the morning. Educational discourse, things that inspire a lot of people, that helps you gain ideas, that help you gain great insights. And those are the insights that society will always remember. Those are the insights society will remember. Because when you look at it, that's what personal accountability is all about. And that level of discipline that is bearing on many proportions. And trust me, when you start to live this part, you become resolute. You don't get swayed by what people say. Never. As long as you've got a conscience and you've got convictions, and your convictions can be vacillating. That's why I'm not a man for the bars. What are the right things to do in society? And how can we carry on doing this? These are the things that excite me. Call me up, uh, you can put a plus two, three, four because we get calls from every part of the world in front of it. 0700-903-903-903. You can put a plus three, two, three, four in front of it. 0700-903-903-903. And trust me, we're building other platforms great platforms of interactions and you'll get to see all of them soon all right i can tell you that you'll get to see all of them soon great platforms for interactions zero seven hundred nine zero three nine zero three nine zero three discipline personal discipline part two of this and in, in, in the 10 o'clock hour, I've got a guest coming up. Uh, and the message will be on the 